we're we're running 24/7 production right so, now. So, so with with the with the the, the uh, putting out all of our product in 37 states. Obviously, since we talked last, we are now 24/7 operation. So. And then all that, and amongst all that, you find time to make single barrels as well. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, that's the best part of the job, man. Is finding single <laughs> yeah, barrels. This is true. Oh, guys, we fucked this up. <laughs> let's 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 mature it a little bit longer, yeah. and we'll call it something else. Uh, have you guys also started using larger casts? Uh, mostly, we're going into 53 gallon oh, standard yeah. casts. Yeah. So, are your single barrels coming out of those, or still out of your 30 gallon casts? Uh, this is out of a 30 gallon barrel. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we, we're most of our um, our 53 gallon stock is about four years or younger right now. So we're looking to go five or more to for, before those are part yeah. of the normal cycle of, of, of products. So probably end of the year, early 24, we'll be mostly into 53s, but still doing some of the smaller stuff now. Are you noticing the difference in flavors coming out of those 30 gallons versus uh, 53 gallon barrels? A little bit. We, yeah. I think we're like pleasantly surprised that the 53s, even at a younger age, like, I mean, younger than we anticipated them being mature, which yeah. is good. It's a good thing. Um, and we still want to, I think we like the five-year kind of target for most of those. Yeah, going through all of our like older stock, I mean, we have stuff back to, you know, 2010. Um, we found that our sweet spot is in the 53s is around five to, five to six years. Great. Um, but we were, I mean, we have tasted, you know, our, our cast now at, you know, three to four years and 53s and it, there's, you know, surprisingly smooth. Mm. Um, so we're happy with their progression, but we want to let them, you know, get a little, a little older. Yeah. Five years sounds cool. It's five five years sounds we good. might, you know, we might, we're thinking about maybe adding that as like an age statement down the line too, once okay. we have it all kind of there, because it means something, you know, at that point, especially since we've been around long enough to be able to say everything's five years old. I was just going to ask you that after mm -hmm. being around for more than a decade now, yep. what does it mean to have an age statement on your whiskey in the future? Is that important? Yeah, I, th I think it is. I mean, I think it, a lot of people will say it's not that important. I think it is uh, almost a differentiator from newer, younger distilleries who are starting out where, I mean, we, we are now and, and have been using smaller barrels and they do a great job. Uh, but I think it means something you're at that next level, you know, right. being able to say everything's five years or eliminate the word craft. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Still craft, I guess, but it's just, you know, we're, we're mature craft now, you know? Yeah. What does craft really mean now in this day and age? <laughs> sure. We're, we're craft, craft all grueled up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, it's really interesting during this like series of barrel picks we've been doing, I've talked to a couple of retailers now and they've had barrel picks of you for you guys that go back four or five years ago when a lot of smaller distilleries weren't doing them, but now it's become almost like a necessary part of your business to have single barrels because mm -hmm. it, it doesn't really matter if you're craft or super huge, people want single barrels all across the country. Right. Yeah. Especially when you're trying to make a footprint around, mm -hmm. the, around the country too. Um, a lot of these stores, if you're not local or they don't know who you are, what, what do you, what's going to get them to bring you in? And mm. it's that single barrel, it's the customization, uh, and you know whatever whatever you can do to stand out and, and be really good to them. Yeah, and we've talked about that before. Uh, that sort of the single barrel being this like special extension of the brand, you know, and it can really bring people in, you know. So when there isn't, you know, if, or if there is a different single barrel on there, but then they start to see the the typical products in the line. Yeah, it could be like they a buy into the brand, and that brand loyalty is there. You know, it'd be like a warm handshake, you know, between the brand and and the customer. Yeah, yeah, kind of liken it to Oregon, what they've done with uniforms across football, college football, and college sports in general. They like look at what we can do, like how fancy you can be, like how different you can be from a week to week basis. And then other universities started doing that to catch on when it came to recruiting. It's one way to attract people. 
single barrels are a way of attracting people to your brand initially, bringing you in, hopefully bringing you down to that core audience of what you have to, or core build of whiskeys that you have um, on your back shelf as a brand. Sure. And then that's what keeps them there, right? Like right. The, I, mean, the the, I would think it's the goal for most distilleries. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you can live and die, or you can live and die on a single barrel program if people are just chasing your single barrels but never going back to your uh, your core whiskeys at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. I mean, the, we've always used the single barrels as a means to to encourage the the normal stock yeah, of that goods. Extension. And, right. And and you know, in a perfect world, we wouldn't even need to do single barrels because <laughs> we'd be sold out of everything. But right, um, right, right. But that's kind of what we what we strive to do with those single barrels is is make them an extension of the brand and and you you know if if we have a good stock of mature whiskey and people are going to like it, we'll we'll send samples out and do it. I think I think 2021 will have sold uh, over 200 single wow. barrels uh, throughout the whole year of varying sizes of barrels. Some of them were five gallon, but just in that one year. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah. Eh? Tom, when did you start doing single barrels here? Uh, remember them as early as 2014. Jeez. Yeah, be- so, before yeah. I got here. Yeah. So right. we were, them they, we were, they wasn't nearly as sophisticated as this now, you know, we were, putting like weird hang tags that we would stamp on the on them there it didn't look that <laughs> now, fancy now we're engraving, engraving the bottles bottles oh, right. if, you buy, yeah. if you buy a 30 gallon or bigger we we have an engraver downstairs that laser etches your logo beautiful nice. information so everybody's jumping on that and uh, we've also added like the wax color customization so it doesn't have the normal wax color that you would get on one of our like our last feather ride would be black you could get red you could get purple silver whatever Green, um, to differentiate on the sh- on the shelf there so the customization is important. I think it helps sell sell some of them too. That you can you know just make it stand out and make it your own. Were the first single barrels only rye? Uh, yeah, probably the first were rye and bourbon, the, mm. but rye first. And we've always pushed our rye and had a, always a good stock of rye. You know, were, always knowing it would sell well. Were those retailers or clubs kind of coming after those initial ones? Yeah, we had. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was it was mostly all Illinois at the time, and maybe a right. little bit in Indiana. Uh, and, and I, I know Benny's was early, uh, for a little bit. Uh, there were a few bars in, um, in Illinois that I can't remember the name of that. I don't know if they ever got more after that, but there right. were, you know, some small, small retailers, small bars as well. And that's a big part of ours too. I mean, we do smaller barrels, a lot of, a lot of retailers or the smaller ones like the five gallon. It's only like a four case commitment or six exactly. case commitment versus 20 or 30. No, that goes with a 40 case commitment from these guys. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about this one then. Yeah. So, we have our batch three of Cheers, our by the way, lads. Yeah, happy cheers. New Year. Absolutely. Cheers. Yeah, happy New Year. Here we go. So I've been indulging in mine. <laughs> we've, been, we've been doing single barrels out in the market a lot. Right. And <clears> we've just now, this is only the third batch. We've decided, you know what? Why don't we start doing it in-house too? You know? Yeah, we started thinking about what, what, why don't we have like a distiller select um, uh, single like barrel boys. going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is a um, three-year-old uh, Last Feather Rye cask at cast strength. It's 123 proof. Um, but, yeah, so this is our third batch. Um, I think you get a pretty good maple maple syrup on the nose definitely a nice i got like a floral note a floral yeah, for sure yeah that. i love that yeah it's one of the beauties of rye though eh, as well you do get a little bit more of that sort of herbaceous uh note to them yeah definitely johanna johanna said it was like powdered sugar she got like a nice sponge sugar oh, uh, I was thinking, smell yeah, on it. brown sugar on it too brown sugar taste. on the nose yeah. And this first, the first batch of this rye was made in Chicago. 
the first batch of the last feather rye was called Ravenswood rye. Yep. Uh, because nice. Bill made the batches at Koval in Ravenswood <laughs> neighborhood, and um, everything comes full circle. Yeah, boys. <laughs> we, we still do have a barrel aging from that. Going to ask so, if you still have that barrel? Yes, it's still, 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 it. still it's down like there. Eleven years old now. Jeez. Um, you guys can get a picture of it if you want. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's, oldest, it's, easy, it's pretty easy. Oldest barrel has a hang tag on it. It doesn't have a hang tag. Still says Ravenswood rye. Yeah, it still says Ravenswood. In Chicago, 2010, August 2010, it was it wow. was barrel. So it's the oldest barrel of whiskey that exists from Chicago right mm. now. And it was, I think, Koval wasn't even doing whiskey they at the were, time. Yeah. So um, older than anything they've done. And and from what you know, we, we've Bill said, it's the oldest, uh, first legal whiskey made in in Chicago since Prohibition. So and for here in Michigan, what kind of ev- evaporation or angel share would you guys get year on year? Like, uh, it's obviously pretty significant. South of here, Kentucky wise, yeah. you're getting a lot. But it's I not, presume Michigan gets quite humid. In the, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's pretty similar to Kentucky. Not quite as hot in the summers, but we do get some hot summers. So we we're, we're losing. You know, we figured about 10 percent a year. We, we uh, yeah, we assume when we do like forecasts, we assume like a fourteen percent. But that's pretty. That's yeah. he- That's a dramatic amount. So. But yeah. But yeah, the smaller barrels, you know, they lose a little faster. So the smaller the barrel, faster it ages, but the faster you lose. So those ones we haven't dumped a ton yet, so we don't have like really good data. But yeah, probably we need to put that one into like a basement somewhere to keep it safe. Yeah, you know? probably. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say eleven yeah. years. Yeah. Like you'll be getting close to the bottom of that yeah. barrel. Yeah, sure. It's definitely less than half, I'd say, right now. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, we've pulled a lot from mm-hmm. that for like spirits competitions and stuff oh, yeah. like that. No, I, I would say no, not that one. No, no, no the that, Isla that one. We, we always just uh, we always just taste it every now and then that's um, right we maybe from because we always feel like uh not not us but like as a group with yeah. bill and uh you know we just it's, it, it, it's always to compare it you know distiller like, share is what it's funny that. um you know it's so old and it's so important but yeah. if you don't do anything i mean you got to do something with it at some right. point but then when you do it it's gone, gone you yeah. know that's it it's so. only a 30 gallon cask right it's a 53 oh it is yeah, oh yeah, okay yeah. so that that's the thing the way like it's that like these guys that collect whiskey it's like well Eventually, it's just going to sit on the shelf, mate. You have to open right, it eventually. Right, right. Right? You, you just it, got yeah. to take the plunge, and mm-hmm. you guys are going to need to do that with this mm-hmm. bad boy. Yeah. So when you guys are doing t- now predicting to do 200 single barrels in a year, where were you at five years ago with single barrels? Um, maybe 40, 50 a okay. year. I mean, still, still a hefty still amount. A yeah. and, and it w- back then, it was mostly 15-gallon barrels, so it oh, okay. wasn't as much like volume as in cases. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, we, we've always had a good presence in them. I remember when we started them, and... And uh, we were like, oh, we'll just do this for a little bit. But then it just became more and more. And, like, we can't tell people no if we have the whiskey. So, um, yeah, it's it's been a big part of our business. When did they start expanding outside of just the Midwest? Uh, we were pretty quick, actually, on the East Coast um, okay. to uh, New Jersey was one of our bigger markets early on. We had a good relationship with our distributor there who was a Notre Dame grad. Oh. And so he was always here every weekend for, for games. And so he, we would, uh, we'd see him a lot. And so he pushed the product really well. So we did a lot of, a lot of single barrels out there with them, too, pretty quickly. And then also in New York a bit. Yeah. Shh. <laughs> I have a couple of buddies in Chicago from uh, Notre Dame, or Notre Dame, sorry. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Um, that's what the cultured people call it, lads. Uh, and like, I can't believe how crazy they are about like Notre Dame football. It's 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 almost it's almost like Iowa. Hmm. <laughs> Going in, I, Jake took me to Iowa City, and it was that's all they oh, had. Oh, you there. guys, were you guys down there for a game? We went, yeah. th- went there, and we went to. Uh, well, I guess you didn't go, but I went up to Wisconsin for the Iowa-Wisconsin game with the Dancing Goat guys. And Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> How was that? It was, uh, it was a day. You made it back. They have their own suite, so that was very nice. Um, all the alcohol and food we could handle oh, for the man. afternoon. And then 
a day of wandering around downtown Madison, or an evening, I should say. I think a little bit different from Three Oaks. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Al- <laughs> along with uh, Joe Henry, too. So. Oh, no. <laughs> Speaking of five-year-old whiskeys. That uh, sounds like a party. Yeah, we'll have to do that again in two years when Iowa returns back up there, hopefully to win next time. But we shall see. And I maybe I'll stay a little bit longer, too. If the I've been traveling the entire week and drove. The, I been stuck the night before flying so i got home at like 3 30 and hopped in my car at like 5 30 to go up to the game and hadn't really slept in about 48 hours fumes. yeah so maybe have maybe have more fun next time even even more fun but yeah it's always a good time with them of course but um yeah back to this what we're drinking so this is one of the distiller selects that's mm-hmm. only sold here yep and that was in a 53 gallon barrel or 30 gallon uh, 30, 30 gallon barrel okay. um a little over four years in nice. a 30 gallon barrel so it's Oh, I would say six six to ten months older than what we're we're I, dumping. I said three. I'm sorry. No, yeah, this is a four four plus year. It was uh, end of uh, November 2017. I think. Yeah, my years are so messed up. Like, I know <laughs> we're just I, talking. Yeah, I know. I know what the date of it was, but uh, uh, the pandemic's messed my my time up. And what is this? You know, if someone comes in, how much are they going to be spending on it? So it's uh, 64.99 here at retail, um, and it's uh, it's a great value. It's a I mean, great yeah, value. Great. We've we've honestly we this is the third batch. We did the first batch like le- less than a month ago so it sold out like we had one batch ready it Jesus. sold out in two days nice the first batch which was uh two, you know 20 cases so 120 bottles in two days through just through retail here the second batch was a it was a lighter barrel it had leaked a bit but mm. it was another 87 bottles that was gone in two more days Jeez. and so we're yeah. just trying to crank these out and select the best ones we have and um and people so are happy with the them pe- so far. People, people are lo- loving yep. it, yeah. And, and, and we and you know you know we're adamant that that's going to be the price point too because we want the people to enjoy the whiskey and and come in here and get it. And you know we've had suggestions from people like, hey, this should be ten more dollars a bottle. Well, yeah. I was yeah, I'm it. sure we could <laughs> sell it. Fair price. That's, that's right, right, right in the market right value. But I was going to say like four year olds mm-hmm. as well. Like yeah. I feel like sixty four ninety nine is a, a, yeah. a fucking steal, man. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I don't know if I haven't looked at the secondary market, but I could imagine there is some on there. And talking about like local retail and things like that, do you where is the majority of your audience? So the people coming in to buy this, where are they from? Are they from Three Oaks? Are they from New Buffalo? Are they from like are they coming from down from Ann Arbor or anywhere? Yeah, like we, all, all over actually. We, most of it is uh, Chicago traffic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the area itself is a vacation spot for a lot of Chicago people, uh, and in the summer, like specifically New Buffalo, which is just five minutes away. Uh, increases its population tenfold basically in the summer because uh, it's right on the lake and, and we get a lot of overflow from that um, and you know you do get people from Ann Arbor Detroit that reach out and hey I'm coming down can I get a barrel oh, people from Grand Rapids Grand I, Rapids I Kalamazoo yeah. all over so yeah we're, our, our, our reach is expanding and we're busier now in the slower months than we had been before so that means more local people are helping out too and coming in uh, which is great because that's that's uh, good to have. Yeah, it's 150 jobs created, man. Yeah, like it's yeah. in 10 years, you know, that's it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's been been a dream of Bill's as well to create the jobs in the area, help out. And I'm from the area before Journeyman, and nobody was hanging out in Three Oaks then. <laughs> <laughs> Did, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, what are you gonna do, antique? That's the only other thing to do around here. Well, that's the funny thing too. The antiques came be after Journeyman. I you know? assumed, like it's, yeah, it's not really like that. We had the Acorn here. We had the Vickers Theater and, and a couple local bars, but nothing to attract anybody. And so this is really now it's bring, bringing businesses in to, to help you know the, help the attractions come along. And is that the idea with Valparaiso as well? I know it's more populated area. Yeah, but for sure. Valparaiso is you know it's a college town. It's a bigger city, um, but that is we're revitalizing an old building there in a neighborhood that's not 
like it's not like the nicest neighborhood in Valpo. Uh, so I think that is kind of the goal. It's going to be bringing a ton of people into Valpo, bringing people there, um, helping make jobs there too. Uh, it's going to be even bigger than this operation. So really we should have an yeah. opportunity to do a lot oh, more wow. down there. Are you finally getting to do some brewing out of there? Uh, yeah, there, <laughs> <laughs> there will be a, uh, a brew pub. Oh, there. Right. Yep. That was um, one of the, uh, attractions when you were leaving Koval coming to here was your chance to get back into brewing. I thought so. Uh, that was like, yeah, that was actually one of my like first projects that I undertook when I, when I got here was, um, to find a brew house for, cause we were going to put a brew house here in three Oaks. Um, and we were actually, you know, looking for the space to do it and all that. We actually, um, had actually put a deposit down on a brew house and all that. Um, but then we had, you know, some water issues oh, yes. uh, here I in the town. Yes. So we weren't allowed to uh, discharge any more uh, waste or anything like that. So that kind of put, got put on the back burner. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, with the addition of Valparaiso, um, there's going to be, you know, there'll be plenty of space for brewing and stuff like that. So I don't know if I'll be doing it. Um, <laughs> I haven't been in a brew house in a long time. But, um, yeah, it'll, it'll be it'll be fun to be able to dabble in that again yeah so how far is valparaiso from here uh it's what 45 minutes ah yeah. so super close yeah. as well yeah yeah not not crazy far but far enough to you know Feels local be, almost, be its own yeah. thing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's kind of the point too i think it it'll um it won't it won't cannibalize any of the traffic here you know people still either you know you're coming this way or you're going that way so uh should be a nice addition a lot of cool things planned there um, just to go into it a little bit because um, we're actually the distill the distillery is going to be bigger in its capacity overall. We're actually going to get a Vendome column still. Oh, 24 inch Vendome column is the plan um, and nice. do quite a bit. It would have quite a bit of capacity there. Obviously, we'll ease into that. Um, but uh, another couple restaurants, uh, fine dining steakhouse, so karaoke bar, karaoke Ooh. bar. It's going to be a karaoke <laughs> bar <laughs> at Valpo. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you love a weekend Fucking bartender. Sold. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. So sold. we're we're yeah we're excited about that. Bill Bill's been really pushing for, and we're going to have it. Yeah, for sure. Bill's been pushing. Um, <laughs> Bill's like, guys, yeah, we got to have it. This is kind of important, but the yeah. karaoke bar. Yeah, I, yeah, I've heard yeah. meetings about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's official. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we're excited for it. Uh, I think it's going to be a blast to just go there and um, and hang out and and you know that that's all like you know the first phase kind of stuff yeah. and and long term you know we've talked cigar lounge club thing there oh, too man. so this is possibly this is a, real, a lot of yeah like, it'll be a real destination it's, a it's, like a it's bigger Santa than almost. this yeah. the, the event space there is going to be there's going to be two warren hall basically mm. event spaces so this can hold 500 people there'll be two event spaces holding 500 people what, up to a thousand what's the square footage is it like 140 it, yeah, I think Jeez. so. I think, yeah, I think it's 140,000 square feet. Oh, what's that we have more to rooms here? to stay here. Stay there. What, what's that? More rooms to stay. Um, there would be. I, that's part of it too. Maybe adding a boutique oh, like hotel, a hotel to one yeah. of the spots. Yeah. Um, but we'll, we'll see how all that goes. I know there's actually more hotel, like actual hotels you can right. stay at in Valpo sure. instead of like here. Yeah. So that it's, might it's, help. But it's a double square foot here, right? Yeah, I think it is. We're like think, seventy or eighty yeah. here. I think it's like an aircraft hangar. Yeah, yeah. It's it's <laughs> yeah, huge. It's, it's huge. So it's the old Anco factory or Anco building. It's what it's called. It it used the most recent thing it did. Um, or at least the factory was it made windshield wiper blades. Okay. Uh, and but it's been pretty vacant for forty plus years or close to forty years, and uh, so they, you know, we've just got this cool opportunity. It's to great help space. It. It's it, it's super yeah. cool space. Yeah. They're they're you know it's I've been there several times looking at it in its current state and just imagining uh, what it's going to be uh, long term is is pretty exciting. 
Super exciting. Are you going to be trying to be operational 24-7 there eventually? Uh, not, not right away, but eventually, you know, I mean, well, there'll be quite a capacity. I mean, if, that would be good. It would be really good if, if we were. Um, but that, I mean, if you're familiar with Vendome column stills at all, it, it could crank out some booze. Um, right now we're probably going to run it not, not much, you know, maybe once or twice a week to start, but as you go on, you know, those column stills need to be run continuously and it's hey, look, better th- that way. Those 37 states aren't going to drink drink by themselves. Right. right, right, right. <laughs> we might need, some we might of that need booze, another 37 uh, to get that going 24-7. We start so. cranking that thing up. <laughs> We're going to have to start making yeah, more I mean, it, it should too. It should sextuple our production here if wow. we were running wow. it every day. So. It's quite a quite a bit of capacity. Good for you guys. Yeah. Well, um, I appreciate the time, yeah. hospitality. Thank <clears> you for <throat> sharing this delicious whiskey with us too, because it's very very nice. Uh, I encourage anybody to go out there and buy any single barrels or just your core products when it comes to anything. I love having uh, the buggy whip on my back shelf at all times. Um, we always have your rye too. It's one of Brittany's favorite ryes, one of her favorite whiskeys out there. So proud, uh, proud to be drinking it now. It seems weird to say like seven to eight years. That's, that's, yeah, man. That's crazy that we've been, you know, making craft whiskey, drinking craft whiskey, been a part of this industry for so long now. And it's like you said, it's all grown up. It's matured. Um, it's it put the the moniker craft on there. I don't think it's, it does justice to what this distillery does and other distilleries that started a decade ago and have really evolved over time. Thank you, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Yeah, guys. Matt, Tom, um, for Calum as well. This is yeah. Jake, live from Three Oaks, Michigan. Live, 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 live. Cheers to everybody out there. Appreciate your time.